Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to Nightmare on Film Street. The current time is 6.66. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife. But it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on Nightmare Time. So, let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Film Street, the horror movie podcast for the casually obsessed. And your break away from family, your 40-minute break away from family that are visiting for the holidays, or shitty customers who are making your life a living hell trying to do returns the day after Christmas. Or you're doing both of those things and you secretly have headphones in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm John. I'm Kim. And speaking of living hell, this week we are talking about the action horror epic time it's it's an epic story of good versus evil it's an action horror timepiece set in the y2k era of new york city starring gabriel byrne and arnold schwarzenegger this week we're talking about end of days Mostly because it's a New Year's Eve movie, and Kim's never seen it. And she was like, what's that? The devil goes to New York? I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I this movie had never been on my radar, and I didn't know anything about it, and I did not realize how horny it was. <laughs> it's 1999, man. It's super horny. Uh, funny, funny thing, I don't know if you noticed, this movie's written by Andrew Marlowe. Who also wrote... The horniest horror movie ever. He wrote Hollow Man. Horny's maybe not the right way to describe that movie. He also, his only other credit, his only other writing credit is Air Force One with Harrison with Is Harrison that movie Ford. horny? No, but we've watched all three of those movies in the last, I think, two months. We watched Air Force One? Yeah, we watched Air Force One. Did I pay attention to it? Harrison Ford's the president. It's Die Hard on a Plane. Oh, Gar- yeah. Gary Oldman's a Russian terrorist. Yes. Yeah, now you I remember. recall. Yeah, now it doesn't it doesn't quite hold up in, as as it did in my memory, but not a bad movie. Anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the movie where Gabriel Byrne, be, honestly, career defining role for Gabriel Byrne. I would watch a movie every single year where he plays the devil. He plays the devil so well. Is that, that your one your first good thing? Good thing. Three good things about End of Days before we. Get into it, get into it. Good thing number one, Gabriel Byrne as the devil. He is so good as the devil that even now, today, I have a hard time watching Hereditary and not thinking that he's part of the cult. Oh! Because, like, I I have seen Gabriel Byrne as a villain in a bunch of stuff. This is the this is number one. See, when, sure. I, when I see Gabriel Byrne, I think ghost ship. <laughs> ghost. He's got a flavor of evil in him in the ghost ship, but I don't know, something, maybe it's just because he's Irish. It's just like, oh, you get an Irish guy with a strong brow who's, who can who can really do a good uh, mean accent. Like, of course they're perfect to play I'm the liking devil. the black hair on him in this. It's very intense. Um, uh, except for most roles he has black hair. Does except, he? Well, he's getting older, so it's great. I was like, he's got gray hair, John. He's salt and pepper. <laughs> he does now, but I mean, like, the majority of his best roles are in the late 90s, Were early they bl- Was it black, though? So 
Was it Satan Black? Yeah, that's that's Peter Himes right there, the director who likes everything to be 30% darker than every other filmmaker in the world. He's also the guy that did Relic, that movie where you can see almost nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't find this especially dark, this movie at least. We've got a better TV now, that's the thing. Number two, I'm going to go with Y2K vibes. Honestly, I didn't think I was going to be as into the Y2K stuff, but you did the smartest thing ahead of watching. (laughs) John made a nice little pre-show of all these like Y2K commercials and news reports of just how crazy people were about it and also how the brands got in on it. There was a Nike commercial where the world was imploding and guys were just running and they were having a great normal time. There was a got You just do it. There was a news broadcast where a reporter was on site at a gas station where people were filling up canisters of gas. Uh, I was a kid during Y2K, so it was nothing to me. So being able to kind of catch the basal spheres was fun. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's so funny to go back, especially now, to go back and watch all of the Y2K coverage. And yeah, how every commercial was like tongue in cheek, like Y2K's coming. Don't worry, the cows are prepared. You'll still get your milk, everybody. Uh, It was very strange that we were more prepared for Y2K, which was a completely made up thing that a lot of people were telling us. Probably not. Missiles aren't going to fall from the sky. (laughs) It's just a different number rolling over than the normal one. (laughs) But we can have doctors for decades telling us that we need to ramp up for something like, ooh, I don't know, a novel coronavirus, and we just wouldn't do it. And we're then it so came- bitter. <laughs> Even now, we're just like, nah, it's fine. Like, we, now, we still believe, like, at least the adults around us still believe Y2K was a more serious problem that was likely to happen than COVID. And we've lived through it. It's fucking crazy. Anyway, good thing number three. <laughs> At the end of day. John has Y2K feelings. <laughs> Creepy Udo Kier. He's always a good. He's always a good thing when he shows up. He's barely in this movie. I think personally, he gets the best death of the movie. But don't you just love when Udo Kier is part of your satanic cult? Yeah, and they really treated him with like such fanfare when he was revealed. I thought he was going to be the main villain. I was like, Ooh. oh, you thought he was going to be Satan? Yeah, because I no, I didn't know that it was going to be Satan proper. Like wow. I didn't know anything about this movie going into the watch. This so is great. I didn't know we were going to have an embodiment of Satan. I thought maybe we were just going to be dealing with Satanists. You know, like Satan doesn't come till the 11th hour. He doesn't oh. do any of his own work, uh-huh. which I was surprised how much work he did on his own. But regardless, yeah, I was expecting more Udo Kier, but the Yoda, Udo Kier we got was pretty good. Love a good Udo Kier. And yes, Satan shows up five minutes into this movie. He comes early. He goes crazy in this movie. It's great. Uh, I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, we It's very surprising that none of the good things are Arnold Schwarzenegger. Maybe that's the reason that this isn't a movie that people watch all the fucking time. But I think also, maybe the on- one of the only movies where Arnold Schwarzenegger dies, which is like your action star no-no. True. True, but this is a, he's sacrificing himself. That's the one time it's acceptable, (laughs) right? Where you're just like, no, I did it to save this girl. No, I did it to save the world, but also more importantly, this innocent girl. (laughs) (laughs) This proxy for my daughter. Yeah. Who I just tried to rape. Okay, let's get into the movie. (laughs) December 31st, 1999. The end of a century. The end of a millennium. The beginning of the end. 
He's coming for you, Christine. Can you see him? Who are you? How do you know my name? He's gonna find you, Christine. Get down on the ground! You don't know what you've done! You said here the guy spoke to you. Yeah, so what? The guy doesn't have a tongue. Listen to this. I've seen the earth laid to waste. Take it easy. You're the good guys. They tried to kill me. Why? She's been chosen. Chosen for what? If the Dark Angel consummates your flesh with this human body before midnight on New Year's Eve, then he unlocks the gate of hell. Ah! I've come for my wife, Christine. May God forgive us! Let her go. How can you expect to defeat me? When I am forever, and you are just a man. End of Days is currently sitting at a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 11% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 2.7 out of 5 on Letterboxd. And yes, like Kim mentioned, there's a lot of lot of rape talk in this movie. Yeah, I did not realize how central to the plot it was going to be. When they oh, were yeah. talking about Satan's mother being born, I assumed it was going to be like, um, you know, kind of how Mary had Jesus. You thought it was going to be an immaculate conception? Just a little less rapey, perhaps. Okay. I, why would I think, though, that the Satan version would not involve, you know, sinning? I... Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> the, the, the real funny thing, too, about it is that the beginning of the movie, they establish, okay, it's 1980. Uh, the, the child that is going to give birth to the Antichrist, the one who's going to have sex with the devil, is being born tonight. And then we flash forward 20 years. But the rest of the... the, the so, like, very clearly, Satan's going to rape somebody. But then we spend the rest of the I can't the believe movie. how surprised I was by, like, the Satan's gonna rape somebody. I was like, wow, the, the new mother of biblical people is being born. Biblical people. <laughs> well, he's still biblical, even if he's not great biblical. But like, we, we do try and spend the rest of the movie... Uh, softening that a little bit. Like, even at the end, the devil's just like, yeah, 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 but I want you to give yourself to me. Like, I don't, I, w- I want you to consent to this rape. You, you've been wanting this. <laughs> yeah, 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 you've been, they've been pumping her full of dreams her entire life. She's been having visions of this because it's faded that she's going to be the one to give birth to the Antichrist. And, uh... I mean, if she's Ooh. if she thinks about it, though, it is probably a pretty good gig, just being like the mother of. The you're com- son you're comparing you're comparing that to somebody who's living on Earth who didn't give birth. to I the don't son know. Of I'm Satan. just assuming a penthouse is involved. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. I'm sure like he puts her up and he ke- like he keeps <laughs> her life nice. Like she's raising <laughs> his son. Yeah, but what until we're no, okay? What if this? What if the son of the devil comes out and it's just like an elephant or a deer? And it just like it's just walking and talking after thirty seconds, and it's just like calling the shots because yeah. it's pure evil. <laughs> I and guess there's no guarantee you're having little Nikki. We don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> We don't need you around. As long as nobody hits this baby in the face with a shovel, we don't need that mother around. I don't know. It seems like he likes her. I think, I think he, wants he has a... to pretend to I like her. I think he wants a girlfriend. No, I don't think so at I all. I like an earth girlfriend. Like, he needs his earth mistress. Earth mistress. I was waiting for Earth it. mistress. Yeah. <laughs> He's not like Zeus, you know? He's not coming down to... I don't know. <laughs> not it's not too far off sure um the weirdest part though is that all of the satanic cult members and and, and demons that live in new york city there are a lot of cult members uh I, I mean some are probably not by choice let's be real like i think udo kier and the mother-in-law want to be cult members original cult members implanting themselves in christine's life yeah but the cops later in the movie are definitely just taken over, right? Well, they seem like they're zombies for Satan, yeah. Like, especially given that one of them is literally murdered, and then he's like, mm, I'm not done with you yet. You come <laughs> you come back and get me some get me some henchmen. But the the crazy one of the craziest scenes of this movie though is when she's on the subway and just some homeless guy comes up to her and he's like, He's gonna fuck you, Christine. He's gonna fuck you. The devil's gonna fuck you and then falls into a million pieces like a piece of shattered glass. Yeah, that was weird. That was a choice. That is the only So many choices in this movie. You know, there are a lot of choices. That is the only time we see Christine kind of like in her life before the movie kicks off. Uh-huh. Normally, you know, when you start a movie and you're presented with your main characters, you know, you see them waking up to the alarm clock, brushing their teeth. Okay, once again. They're in college. We don't know anything about Christine. Why are you so hung up on that? Like, you, again. Who is she? I would just like to remind everybody out there that Kim only, not only, but Kim's favorite subgenre is found footage. And her favorite part of found footage movies is that boring 40 minute chunk (laughs) at the beginning where we're learning who they are and they're learning how to use a camera and they're like taking photos of themselves in the mirror like, hey everybody I'm going into the woods today. I just love seeing friends. (laughs) Christine has no friends. She's got no life. No, not at all. She lives in a McMansion, which nothing is explained. She is living... She's got that Satanist money. Like a Clark Clark Kent? Which, what's Batman's name? Uh... Bruce Wayne. She's living a Bruce Wayne life. Yeah. With, instead of a, what is the butler's name? <laughs> this is a terrible analogy. I have Alfred. no- Alfred. Instead of an Alfred, she's got a, a Satanist mother. No, Alfred is a key player. He gets tight, he gets first name bases. Yeah, he's such a key player, we all remember his name. I would normally, but the mother-in-law is the Alfred, but she's the evil version. Yeah. And she's just living her penthouse life. She already has a penthouse life. She doesn't need Satan. Yeah, she's got all the money in the world. What, what else can Satan offer her? She doesn't want a baby. Yeah, we only know two things about her. She takes the subway to and from she's somewhere. She's learning Italian. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and she likes the treadmill. That's oh. And she likes the treadmill. Sorry, it's a Stairmaster. <laughs> oh, boy. That's fun. Yeah, well, uh, she's come a long way from having a bunch of uh, snake blood smeared all over her as a baby. Yeah, that was a... They what put, they what was her, that? They was made it her to, drink that blood. Was it to test if she would die from like the venom, like if she was actually the chosen, or was it just like an anointing thing? So in the very beginning of the movie, we see a woman giving birth in America. The 
nurse immediately rushes the baby away to wherever you to think a very they... unsanitary morgue. Like you don't put babies near dead people. Unless you're evil, like, I know, they're, but they're, they're, no, nobody's gonna. Look they in the shouldn't morgue be exposed to those germs yet. Anyway, that's where we meet Udo Kier, who's got a cool ass rattlesnake that he cuts in half, smears blood all over the baby, and then I think most importantly, I don't think it has anything to do with venom. He just dabs blood in her mouth, so it's like the first suckling that she has is Ew. from the blood of a snake, Ew. and they know that she is the chosen baby for this. Like they've been protecting her her entire life. They've also been watching the signs and looking for clues the way that the the priesthood has because we start in the vatican they've noticed some sign in the sky that says like oh boy antichrist's mom is gonna be born tonight they're looking specifically for this uh like is it like a pie symbol it's, <laughs> it's like a born yeah they're, it's they're, like anyway a, they're looking for it's a, a zodiac mark <laughs> they're looking for a birthmark that says that she's the one they find it and then they watch over this baby her entire life. It seems like we're not we don't see those scenes, but uh, both of her parents have died, and then the Satanists have implanted themselves in her life. They probably manufactured oh, those yeah, deaths absolutely. for sure. At, well, because her mom died, and then the nurse Satanist married her dad and became her mother-in-law, and then the dad, died. Then the dad died. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Uh, and Udo Kier is her psychiatrist. Yes. Yeah, so he's... Pumping her full of drugs, keeping her calm, telling her that she's, you know, like all these dreams and visions she's having are made up. It's not real. It's very clearly real. Uh, but they're just trying to, they're basically just trying to stall. Yeah, until they're just Satan biding time. There. They're like, we got three more days of this bitch. <laughs> oh, I, I know. It's like December 28th. I'm surprised they aren't just thrown in the towel. Just like, do whatever the fuck you want. You can't hide from the devil. <laughs> Across town, the devil shows up. He pops up out of the sewer uh, and then just possesses And Gabriel he's cool, Byrne. like a fucking Ghostbuster ghost. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just CGI translucency, mm-hmm. <laughs> just migrating through the city, which was wonderful. And it goes into a fancy restaurant, and it gets Patrick Bateman. It gets Pat, yeah. I mean, we, we, we don't know anything about him. He actually doesn't have a character's name in this movie. His name is just The Man. Oh. <laughs> when you look him up on the credits, Gabriel Byrne as the man. They didn't even want to say Satan? Like, damn, I would have at least done that. Imagine, like, talking to your agent, like, oh, what part am I reading for? You're like, oh, it's called the man. It's the lead role. <laughs> Don't worry, it's high up, it's high up. All we really know is that he's, like, a Wall Street banker. After he gets possessed, he just, like, grabs a girl's tit, makes He pulls with- a woman's <laughs> boob out. <laughs> and then blows and up And he's the got an evil smile. Oh, Why man. does he blow it up? Like, it's just... It's just like, I'm here, baby. Yeah, baba boom. Yeah, it's great. It's <laughs> My a- favorite part about that scene is that while the restaurant is blowing up and bits are getting out into the street, the cabs are just driving over the median just to avoid it, and they keep going. They're just ignoring it completely. Very New York. Oh, of course. <laughs> Very end of days for New York. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger gets roped into this story because he and Kevin Pollack, uh, their, their character names are Jericho and Bobby. This is the part that makes absolutely no sense. No. And I will hold that belief until the day I die. No, you're absolutely right. It makes no sense. It, it makes zero sense. They they are hired as bodyguards. For three minutes. For three minutes. They don't know who the guy is. It's just some rich guy who suddenly beefed up all of his security. As this guy's getting out of his limo, we see that it's Gabriel Burns. So you're like, oh, okay, of course this guy needs bodyguards. No big deal. Like, he's the he's the devil, and all these priests are trying to kill him. And he him. probably needs to protect the host body that, yeah. that he's in for the next three days because he's... He has to 
rape a girl in three days. Yeah, and so clearly there's people are going to try and get him. There's a shooter on the building across the street who tries to take him out, but Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, notices just in time and puts him back in the limo. But the problem... And takes bullets for the devil. Takes bullets for the devil, which leads to an incredible sequence with a helicopter in the New York City skyline. Like, a real helicopter. This isn't a CGI helicopter. Like, I don't know if they shot this directly in New York. Probably. I think it's hard to fake New York when you're showing actual buildings. But Arnold Schwarzenegger's dangling from a helicopter, uh, trying to get this guy before he can jump off a building and commit suicide. It's great. Yeah, the suspended suicide bit was was a nice touch. It was a really great action sequence. He follows him down into a sewer, and the guy's screaming at him like, Oh, the thousand year... Late payment is over. I don't know. Like, the thousand <laughs> year going delay down. is over. And like the <laughs> devil's coming. You can't let this happen. And he tries to kill himself. Arnold Schwarzenegger stops him. The police take him to the hospital. Yada, yada, yada. But we find out later that he has no tongue. He's cut his tongue out. Well, we so. find out that he's a priest. You forgot the reveal. Oh, where I mean, he's, there's the reveal on that. Where yeah. he's got the collar. Yeah. And I was like, yes, yeah, that's good. Because you think he's just a crazy person. Yeah. And then you're like, oh shit, this is just a religious crazy person. <laughs> but yeah, when we find out that he's got no tongue, the police are like, well, it's impossible that he spoke to you at all. Like he he couldn't talk if he wanted to. Which is the first little inkling we have that Arnold Schwarzenegger might be part of a bigger, larger chess game that he oh, doesn't really? know about. I just thought maybe it was a continuity error. <laughs> no, not at all. Arnold Schwarzenegger truly is like an a angel that's been sent. And like... What? I don't even think necessarily the church realized... Like, not like an actual angel that's He's like sent. a martyr. Like, he's... Martyrs, maybe. Well, he becomes one. But I, th- I think he is just a bodyguard that has been... Chosen by God, okay. you know, because like, it's all part of God's plan. Yeah, it's another faded thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's just like even they so don't that's why he can notice. see the the maggots in the apple. And I think that's also why he's able to get so close to to Christine to protect her, and also sort of pass by any of the suspicions of the devil. Because and the cops, the cops just let him be in crime scenes willy nilly. Well, he's an ex cop, so I think he knows them personally. They're bodyguards mm. that have been hired privately. He's for in a, three minutes. <laughs> he's he's in an awful place right now because his family was murdered uh, a couple years ago. I think that's. I think they were murdered by criminals that he was trying to stop or that he had a reputation with. He testified. Oh, that's what it was. That's what the devil told me. That's what the devil told you? Uh, Yeah, and so now he's basically, like Lethal Weapon with Mel Gibson, he's just suicidal. He's lost his family, and he's, 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 every single morning, he almost shoots himself in the head. But instead, he drinks Pepto-Bismol and pizza blended up. It's the grossest thing. It's the only thing anybody talks about in this movie. (laughs) Everybody's like, oh, Gabriel Byrne has a weird threesome with a mom and her daughter set to Limb Biscuit. And then also Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) makes a fucking, like, leftover Chinese food beer coffee smoothie smoothie for breakfast. There's a reason why neither of those were in our three good things. Yeah, this man clearly wants death. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. <laughs> but the thing that Kim was getting at is that it makes no sense for the devil to have hired bodyguards. Because 
the entire movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger is shooting at him and he regenerates. Yeah, he gets hit by bullets and it means nothing. Even beyond that, the whole rest of the movie, he's walking around unprotected with no bodyguards whatsoever. And he's doing all of his own, like he's, he has minions and he just kills them because he's like, yeah, fuck you, I'm bored of you. Including Udo Kier, Which tragically. is so sad. Like when they fuck up one bit of the plan and he relays that info, he just punches them in the fucking head. It is the best half a second of this entire movie. Puts his fist right through his goddamn skull. His it's head explodes. so good. I missed it the first time, and I was like, is Udo Kiernan? The funny thing is, I also missed it too. I like, I had walked out of the room to go turn a light off, and I was like, oh shit, that was when Udo Kier died. Like, I just, I was, I haven't seen this movie in years, and I was just remembering it as we were watching it. It was such a wild experience for me. Did you watch this, like, when it came out, like, in the 2000s? Absolutely. I own this on VHS. Oh, wow. I was, a, like, every boy in the 90s. Okay, I was and obsessed 12... with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And also, at 12 years old, you're like, boob comes out in this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we get more than one boob. There's a couple boobs. Um, yeah, and... but those are, they're all creepy, unnerving boobs. Yeah, no, they're not good boobs. <laughs> like, they're not good willfully circum... given <laughs> yeah, boobs. They're not boob circumstances I approve of. <laughs> And I think this was also at a time where my family was going to church, so I could, could get away with anything as long as it was like, God versus the devil. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Y2K. I mean, like, I was a, I was not much older than Kim when Y2K came around, but I have a clear memory of being obsessed with it. I just, I loved all the commercials and all the news reports, and I loved how kooky and scared everybody was about it. Because I was just like, there's no way this is going to happen. Like, I was... 11 like I'm, I'm not a I, I had no educated guesses I had no scientific proof I wasn't doing my own research on anything but I just didn't I was like oh the computers need another digit the, the world's not gonna explode because of that that makes zero sense so yeah hell hell yeah I was into this movie this movie came out Thanksgiving 1999 it's set on New Year's Eve 1999 it was the perfect movie for the time I don't know if they had to rush to get it out on time, but didn't it come out in, like, November before? Like Yeah, Thanksgiving. It yeah, had November 24th. a month to capitalize on that fear. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only way they could have done better is if it came out on Christmas, but they were probably like, maybe we don't put out the God versus the devil, and the devil's gonna maybe win on Christmas Day. Yeah. They would do that now, and oh, I would yeah, fucking would. love them yeah, for it. <laughs> you, know, you know what movie we have coming out for Christmas this year? Like, a weird, dark surreal drama about Nazis. What? <laughs> yeah, Zone of Christmas Interest. Christmas Day. Zone of Interest. I can't wait. How it's, very Scrooged of them. <laughs> it's gonna be fucked. I've heard really good things about it. It's just like a artsy, dark piece of cinema. Hmm. But this artsy, dark piece of cinema has some pretty okay fight sequences, right? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the action stuff, it's all fine and dandy. Yeah. A bone I have to pick with it, though, uh-huh. is that I was promised Stan Winston effects yeah. in the opening credits, and, and it got me very excited. did they say Stan Winston creature effects? Yes. Yeah. And I did not get... You wanted animatronics. Yeah. Like, there is a big devil thing in the finale, but it's fully CGI, and it's yep. that, like, early CGI... So I like it, but <laughs> but I did very much want Stan Winston stuff. I mean, at least it doesn't do the crime of Spawn, which is a bummer. Like, did he do this? I guess he did the down. snake. What like what? Motion capture stuff. Mm. Motion capture was the big thing back then. I mean, it's still huge now. We're we're still kind of perfecting it. The Planet of the Apes movies are usually like the pinnacle of motion capture, but 
uh, it was still early days <laughs> for motion capture in 1999. So I guess they motion captured Gabriel Byrne for the devil, or I don't know if it was specifically Gabriel Byrne. They probably hired other people to do it, but mm. yeah, I think there's a lot of motion capture for um, for the devil creature stuff. Yeah, because like the biggest effect in this movie was fire. There was just a lot of fire. A lot of fire. There was a lot of fire. Gotta love them full body burns. And not hellfire, right? just like things exploding. <laughs> yeah, sewers are exploding, restaurants are exploding, people are set on fire. It's just, there are some good full body burns in this. There are full body burns in this. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where we disagree. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you feel about Robin Tunney? I know you're a big fan. So I really liked her. I, this is a weird movie. <laughs> you mean you really liked her in general? I really like her. her I like her. She has... <laughs> Period. <laughs> she has the best eyebrows in this movie. Okay. But otherwise, it's just a really weird character. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot for her to do other than like run away and be scared yeah. the entire time. Like She's got like tears welling up in her eyes the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Honestly, nobody's really doing a whole lot in this movie. That's part of the problem. Like They're all just like walking around waiting for the clock to run out. The finale of this movie, it's like, it's, oh, it's New Year's Day, and the devil has to conceive this child between the hours of 11 and midnight. It's not just that he has to do it before New Year's Eve. It mm-hmm. just it has to be in this specific window. They really underutilized New York in this. There should have been at least something about trying to travel through New York to get there on time. Half this movie's set in the subway tunnels. All they all they needed to do was move Robin Tunney to the edge of the city at 11 o'clock and the devil would just have to try to get... You can't go through the streets. You cannot. Yeah. I mean, th- there's got to be a version try of Try to get a cab on New Year's <laughs> Eve. There's got to be a version of the script where they're trying to fight through the crowd at New Year's Eve. And they're just like, there's no way we're going to do that. That's going to be fucking impossible. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they filmed this in 1998 and like because they they obviously they have like the New Year's ball and like oh happy 2000 like when are you ever gonna get a crowd that big together again like can you imagine in 1998 where they're just like hey can we all just pretend it's 1999 for a minute there's a guy making a movie I don't really even remember crowd scenes though like there's a couple bird's eye shots but are those even real like yeah I guess it's true I mean maybe that's that's the that's the real thing Stan Winston did for this movie he did oh the crowd work (laughs) Academy Award winning. It's very strange. The whole, everything's a big fight on like December 28th, you know? And then, yeah, like, like in three days, the devil's coming. And it's like, why is he up already? Why doesn't he just wait? Yeah. He's got people working on it. Well, they don't seem to be doing a very good job. So he's got to like roll up his sleeves and get, you know, if you want something done right. I mean, they're not do doing a bad job. I'm going to piss gasoline on this car and blow it oh, up. Oh, yeah, the gas pee. <laughs> Let's see where he's like, okay, we got a couple people I need to kill. Let's see what I'm going to do. And you're like, what's he up to? Is he just taking a leak on a building? And then, like, the final destination, the urine just like travels across the street like it's got a mind of its own. You're like, what the fuck? Is somebody going to slip on it like it's a <laughs> banana? And then he just like flicks a cigarette into it and a car blows up. You're like, oh, the devil pisses gasoline. I buy it. I just thought, too, that the devil was just really petty in this. Okay. Like, he goes to the priest that was shoot was trying to kill him at the beginning uh-huh. in the hospital and, like, stigmatas him on the ceiling, yeah. which is cool. It's a great, in terms of horror stuff, it was a great moment. He's carved into his body. It's real cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's real petty of the devil to, to even care. I think he's bored. I don't think he has anything else to do. He's, he's just, just like, I, gotta, I just gotta wait, you know? Like, don't you hate waiting for a ride? You know, like, oh, like, I know they're going to be here in 20 minutes, but it feels like an like he doesn't have a Tamagotchi or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and also too, like he's really involved in Arnold Schwarzenegger's shit. Like he goes to his apartment and he's there a while. I think his hope is that, and like I'm putting this on it. I don't think the movie's forecasting this at all. But like he's, try- it seems like maybe he's interested in getting him to fight for him on his side. Yeah, but because he's a free he agent, just, he just killed a bunch of his minions. Like if he wanted minions, he had them already. I guess because Arnold Schwarzenegger's not inept. <laughs> Like, Luke here was a fine Satanist. He would have been great. Also doesn't have a character name in this movie. He's just called Head Priest. <laughs> Do you think the devil actually sleeps with his wife and daughter? Or is that just like a vision he has when he sees them and he's like, these ladies are pretty. Okay, so what Kim's saying is that when the devil meets Udo Kier's family, he's just like, oh, is this your wife and daughter? And then we immediately quick cut to a threesome that they're having. And as they're as he's touching them, they're fusing with him. They're going full society into each other. And I think that's all actually happening. Oh, okay. I don't know why. I think it's just fun. Oh. Like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. I'm just going to say that it's a vision he's having. He's just having a sexy daydream well we do know that it's a nightmare that christine is having like she wakes up oh, because yeah. her face the the face of the mother morphs into christine's face and then she freaks out and wakes up but i think at this point rather than just having visions of what's happening in the future she's seeing glimpses of what's actually happening on earth right now mm. and yeah i do think that's reason happening i think that's the, the pure evil of the movie gross <laughs> yeah that's it's supposed to be gross I love that the Devil's Lair, where all the Satanists are hiding, is in, like, a run-down, grimy, probably porno movie theater. Yeah, it's it's kind of a disappointment when they go to the movie theater and then down into the subway. I was like, the movie theater, fine. Let's we stay could just in the movie stay theater. Here. We got a stage. Yeah. You know, we got cool seats. That's <laughs> like, a subway is a subway. Also, that'd be crazy evil to have, like, a movie theater full of Satanists just, like, chanting while he's up on stage. Getting ready for the rape of the century. I guess Man, there's no way to talk about this movie nicely. Devil stuff always involves like a lot of flames and candles and stuff, and there's a lot of velvet and like oh. polyester carpet in old movie theaters. So that's why they went down to the subway because it's all rocks and cement. So the head Satanist who replaced Udo Kier was a firefighter. Yeah, they were. Like, Guys, now it's not up to code. We gotta go down underground where the cement is. He was the head of health and safety committee. Yeah, Gabriel Byrne, the devil, looks. He gets a beating at the end of this movie. He gets shot with grenade launchers. He gets hit with a subway car. He looks awesome. Yeah, about halfway through the movie, they're like, I don't know if this is enough movie. I don't know if there's enough here to have cast Arnold Schwarzenegger. So they let him go to like a cop shop and just stock up on shit. I, I have no idea where he works. It seems as though they're not just private contractors. They work for some sort of dimly lit, well-stocked, yeah, like Private suddenly he's guard. John Wick. Yeah, and he, he's going into the gate, and he's just like getting fucking rocket. Like I need a rocket guns. launcher. I need some I need grenades. A gun. I need to shoot more things at the devil, even though I know he can heal himself. I'm gonna just slow him down a little bit. I mean, that's all he can do. And like he, at this point, he has also he hadn't talked to tried priests. praying. <laughs> that's the last. That's the last thing and he tries in the movie. Too. Basically, what the first priest told him to do. <laughs> he fortifies himself, him and Robin Tunney in this in this church. He tells her to hide. She does a very bad job. She just <laughs> she hides behind a like a table, a, a slatted wall that's got <laughs> holes in it. Danny did a better job hiding from Jack Nicholson in The Shining. You know, like she just like she's like oh oh, and uh, yeah, he's got his all his fucking guns and he's getting ready for. For the guy to show up, I'm gonna blow him to fucking pieces. All we need, we just need another ten minutes. Everything's gonna be fine. But oh, is that Jesus statue staring at me? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe I should. No, that's crazy. But but what if I? And, he just... and then he's like, stained glass, stained glass. It's all so powerful. And yeah, he starts praying. He th- you know, he's like, please give me the strength. For which to martyr myself. Yeah, he sees his he sees his dead wife and daughter again, and yeah. So like, it, what we're glossing over is that he has this struggle with the with the devil, and then it possesses him because he's completely annihilated Gabriel Byrne's body. Um, and then it's getting then Arnold Schwarzenegger with all his big Arnold Schwarzenegger muscles is going after Robin Tunney. Oh, that's the this is the where it made me most uncomfortable, and I think this is where the movie lost people because they were like Arnold doesn't oh, do this. Yeah. Arnold would not. No, yeah. Arnold would not even. I actively remember people talking about this scene and saying like, no, Arnold wouldn't do it. The same way some people like my dad were very upset when James Bond got kidnapped by the North Korean military and was tortured for two years. My dad was like, that's it. I'm off James Bond. James Bond doesn't get caught. (laughs) (laughs) That was enough. Like, my dad checked out on James, on the rest of the Pierce Brosnan movies. Uh, Like, he was on protest. They got too far. (laughs) It was, I was so physically uncomfortable. I was squirming when possessed Arnold picked up Robin Tunney. In his big, muscly dad arms. Yeah, and was carrying her to the... The altar? Yes! The best part about all this, too, is that the uh, the like, the New Year's countdown has started. We've got ten seconds, and the devil's like, I can still make it happen! <laughs> oh, I can still do it! Oh, I can definitely do it! Because let's not forget, because you're not... Oh, it's not like the baby has to be born by by uh, by midnight in New Year's Eve. I mean, to, to be just... real gross about it, he just has to nut. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, hey, let's not forget, as far as the Catholic Church is concerned, life begins at conception, right? Ooh! <laughs> But, like, that's not even accounting for the fact that the, the egg needs to get fertilized. That doesn't happen immediately. Yeah, that's so true. He that just, takes forever. He just has to nut. That takes, like, <laughs> up to seven days. And so he, he, Arnold Schwarzenegger finds the power within himself to fight off the devil. He's stronger than any human being alive, truly. And uh, he's like, you gotta run. Just get out of here. And then she takes off and he jumps on the sword of uh, of the Gabriel statue, killing himself and the devil, stopping him from being able to. Well, he to does not Robin kill the Tony. devil. He just uh, he just boots the devil out. We like to hope, you know. He definitely <laughs> kills the devil's motivation. Anyway, he foils the devil. He yeah, he um he evicts the devil back to hell. There's an alternate ending where it's just the final scene, you know, where Robin Tunney's like, Thank you to Arnold Schwarzenegger's hand. Mm-hmm. Apparently, God comes down. Oh, and who's God? Is I don't, it Carl I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you, maybe you don't see God. Maybe it's just like a cool light and removes the sword. Oh, and, and he lives. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, no, no, thank you. What's the point? One of my favorite things about this movie when they're explaining kind of the the rules, like the devil has until from eleven to midnight. Yeah, they are speaking directly to the audience. In this moment where Arnold's like, in Eastern Standard Time, like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like you're being obtuse. That doesn't matter. <laughs> well, and the, their way of justifying it is like, no, they made the calendar around this. <laughs> Everything's yeah. They they started here and then worked backward. Is what he said. Basically, like, no, like, this okay. this is the most important event. Like, this is the only correct time. But also, yes, because we are in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Was the prophecy movie, that the baby had to be born in New York? I don't know if it had to be born in New York. It's just wherever she was. Like, if she happened to be somewhere 
else, but like, of course it's going to be set in New York. It's one, that's the New Year's capital of America, Probably also because it's the first place in America that will celebrate. The it's New also Year. the front door of America. It's the well, first I mean. place yeah. everybody goes to. Oh, that's true. Like too. when they yeah. immigrate, and it just has the biggest New New Year celebration because it has the most people. And like when you think of New Year's Eve, you think of the ball dropping in New York City. Yeah, true. And also, of course. It's the most evil city in America, <laughs> as far as film is concerned. Like if 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 there's gonna be a portal to hell, it's gonna be in New York. This is a fucked up movie, man. Yeah, it's. I don't. It's I, it's a great little piece of 1999. When I don't you watch know it. if I had fun watching this. I don't know if anybody had fun in 1999. <laughs> like we we remember having fun, but then when we look back on it, we go, oh, I don't know. Like, I think it was I, just. I, I feel like I was sold something, and I guess I got it. But yeah, is it? <laughs> is it my fault that I wanted it? Now I feel like I'm like, ew. <laughs> yeah, like you either wanted it to be way darker, like it's like seven, like David Fincher's End of Days. I think I just wanted it to have more fun. You wanted more action set pieces? I don't know if it was having fun. If like, we had I was like expecting... demons and angels, fisticuffs. Yeah, and... I wanted some like Constantine vibes. Yeah, I wanted some demons running around and shit. That's why, that's why Constantine exists. They're just like, I don't know. I think we missed the mark with End of Days. Let's go back in development, make something better for Kim. <laughs> and you know, what is Kim Put some like? Cats in it. Yeah, Kim likes cats and Keanu Reeves. Ooh, she also just saw The Mummy in 1999. She really likes Rachel Weiss now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's because we're all living in a simulation, right? It's all for you, Kim. It's very solipsist of you, John. It's very solipsist of you. I was not the one presenting this wonderful scenario. Yeah, what am I doing? Casting myself as like a non-playable character in this fucking scenario. God damn. Anyway. I don't know, two and a half out of four? I think that's what I'll give it in a days. Yeah, I'm going to give it a two out of four. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's. I don't know if I need to watch this ever again. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's been like 20 years since I've watched it, you know? it's Gabriel but, Byrne was great. That's the thing. And maybe we didn't talk enough about it, but like every line of dialogue that Gabriel Byrne has, like he is relishing being the devil. But I just don't like how involved the devil is. It just makes the devil seem like not as cool like he doesn't feel like a prince of darkness to me he feels like he's an entrepreneur a little bit i mean he feels like the prince of darkness when he's talking to arnold schwarzenegger there's a bit of a fight sequence that they have like at first it's just like a it's like a psychological back and forth between before it's an actual fight in his apartment and he's talking about the devil and like and god and how people react to it. It's like, oh, the, the, the God, he's like such a convenient guy. You know, like if everything goes great, ooh, it's his will. But if everything goes bad, like, eh, he works in mysterious ways. Like, and I did like how he was trying to convince him that the shit that happened to his family was, he's like, God did this. I wasn't involved in anything yeah, here. Yeah, because he makes him see it again and relive it, basically. He's like, yeah, I didn't do any of this. Like, it's, if, if it's all God's plan, it's all God's will, he's the guy to blame. Come hang out with me. Well, like, everything will be fine. We'll have a little bit of fire. We'll roast the world. <laughs> and just based on how he treats like his other minions though it's just like he's not giving you any of this like I no, know absolutely. The, I know the devil's you know he's the monkey's paw of wish givers but like I don't think he's getting family at all and if he's getting family it's a mirage it's not them no absolutely not he's not giving anybody anything but like, though he... see I think the only person in a good position here to make a deal with the devil <laughs> is Christine yeah but how do you leverage that position I don't think he's selling lifetime. her a mirage I think he's selling her a Maybe not a companion. He doesn't need her once the baby's born. 
Who's going to raise that baby? You he, think Satan's going to raise that baby? He doesn't need her un, uh, once the baby has gone through its awkward teenage phase. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, here, you deal with it until it can do its own taxes, and then I'll show up and until teach it, it how to take Until it gets its powers. <laughs> but yeah, 2.5 out of 4 for me, 2 out of 4 from Kim. It's definitely a movie that you could watch on New Year's Eve. It's definitely a New Year's Eve horror movie. No, that is a fact, and nothing can take that away from this movie. <laughs> There's also Christmas trees and Christmas lights. It's Yeah, no, absolutely. Like It's a great movie to watch between Christmas and New Year's. There are so few New Year's horror movies. Uh, and if this isn't one that you've watched in a while, maybe give it a shot. I mean, like New Year's Evil is is you know a pretty regular movie, and it's one out. of the films set in America during Christmas time that accurately depicts the weather being bonkers as shit in December now, because it's raining and it's gross. There's no snow. It's That's not true. a winter wonderland. It is yucky out, which is what you expect of December. <laughs> because we truly live. In the end of days. It's Aww. coming for us, guys. Uh, they didn't exactly predict it here in this movie, but we are living it today. Uh, who knows if we'll live long enough to see next year. Happy holidays, everyone. From here, <laughs> uh, from us here at Nightmare on Film Street, we want to thank you and apologize for the horrible psychological torment that you live through every day that we just reminded you of. Anyway, it's the end of the episode, so you got to get back to your family or those shitty customers. Uh, or you just got to deal with... Climate change ruining everything. Hopefully you have buns left. <laughs> Thank you so much for putting up with our bullshit this year. We hope you've enjoyed these episodes. We have uh, hope you found some new movies to check out. And of course, we just want to thank you for supporting the show, for recommending it to friends, and if you were looking for more content this year, for joining the Fiend Club at nofspodcast.com slash Fiend Club. There's hours of more cynical stuff there for you to check out. We're not always cynical. Nah, sometimes we're downright nihilistic. <laughs> Anyways, until next time, stay (laughs) creepy. It appears you made it out alive, but we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 